I've had this inspiration or aspiration to write a book about my own story, particularly how I really woke up. Welcome to You Should Write a Book About That. I'm your host, Kim O'Hara, a book coach with a story inside, and I am interviewing fascinating people from all walks of life with a story to tell. Do these folks have a best-selling book in them? Stick around and find out. Hey, everybody. It's Kim O'Hara with You Should Write a Book About That. And I'm really excited today to be talking to Margot Burns. She has had 30 years in business in rehabilitation as a counselor, as an expert witness. She's a professional coach and trainer. And how we met was having a conversation about something that I think is so cool, the Enneagram, which she found in 2006. And uh, the use of this practice has helped her to rewrite some pretty significant stories in her own life. And I was really fortunate enough to have her do a session with me and uh, really have some uh, profound outcomes. She's going to talk to us today about the Enneagram and different ways we can change our story, which I love this topic. How are you? I'm really great. Thank you. How are you? I'm really, really good. You know, I realized after we did our session how I hold on to old stories and how they don't serve me. So how does the Enneagram realign someone with a new story? Oh, that's such a great question. You know, the Enneagram is such a rich and complex system and it really is a, it's a way of compassionately looking at aspects of ourselves that we really don't want to admit are there, but they are. And if we ignore them, they just keep reemerging and rearing their heads. And, and so this is a way to really um, understand yourself and what makes you tick, what drives you, what motivates you. And having that is such power. You know, it helps us work primarily with women, but it helps anybody tap into their own intuition, their own wisdom, and use the system as deeply and as complexly as they wish to use it. But at the very least, it is a system of self-awareness and self-observation. And Mm. again, that gives you so much power to make better choices and have more freedom. And what's its origin? I, I think I recall reading or hearing something about the Sufis or where does it come from? It has ancient um, origins. It's Sufism, Catholicism. It really is ancient. I um, probably can't give you a whole history off the cuff, but um, was right. brought to this country. It was really an oral tradition for many years and was brought to this country um, in the 50s and 60s and really became well known in the 70s as a personality system used for personal and professional growth. So it's been used in businesses internationally. It was taught for many years by Dr. David Daniels at the Stanford School of Business. It's been around for quite a while. So it's got some credibility for sure. I mean, Catholicism always makes me pause for half a minute, but I got over it really quick. Tell me about the nine structures. There's nine structures. We don't have time. I wish we had time to really do like a three-hour call on this, but why were there nine? So there's nine. It's nine different viewpoints, really, and nine ego structures that help us understand very distinct ways of being in the world 
um, acting, reacting, loving, being compassionate. Um, and they're broken down into three triads. So that's an easier way to understand it, that there's three types that are identified with the head or the thinking triad. There are three types that are identified with the heart or the emotion mm. triad or center of intelligence and three that are related to the body triad. And so, you know, there's, there's very unique and distinct qualities in each of those triads and for the three types that are in those three triads. Um, so again, it's this almost eerily um, accurate predictor of behavior and um, on patterns for each of the types. And people hear that and sometimes feel, you know, guarded about it or don't want to be put in a box. You know, they hear the word personality and the reason Scientology, that- they immediately think, oh my God, you're going to map me out. You're going to take my money. You're going to take my family. You know, it's like, it's not, it, I can, I can say I'm still here today. We did an Enneagram reading and nothing has been, I have not been told to go live in some castle somewhere. The, uh, when you did the session for me, I was blown away that what you had said to me was one of my biggest hurdles was to really listen. And when I don't listen to my heart and my gut and what's coming from my belly, that's when I get into trouble. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, all the time. And I was fascinated by the, the questions you were asking me. How do you know what to ask? So practice. I mean, I've been doing this teaching and coaching for a long time, but it's really uh, knowing the system myself. Um, mm-hmm. you know, one of the, one of the things about understanding your own personality or ego structure is that it's not, that's not what confines us. It's the actual structure that confines us. And the Enneagram is freedom from that. It's, you know, I, I think we mentioned, I, or we talked about this organization I'm involved with the Enneagram prison project, right? And, and we talk in that organization about having nine prisons of our own making and the Enneagram is our key to freedom. So I ask questions related to that. So you, in our typing interview that we did, you identified with a type that's called the leader or the protector, which is a type eight. And that's why I asked you questions about, you know, like how easy is it for you to be vulnerable and what happens, (laughs) what shifts for you? (laughs) I know. Not easy. (laughs) What shifts for you when you get into your heart? What, how do your relationships deepen when you can soften that big energy that you bring as a type eight and slow down and listen? Yeah, it was amazing because like we talked about the heart and I do a lot of work with the heart. Let's go back to the prisons for a second because I just, Mm -hmm. I think that is just the coolest thing that you do is go in there and and help these people who are suffering, not even in the, they're they're in physical prisons as well as proverbial prisons. Mm -hmm. How have you seen them change? Like what have been some of the changes you've seen in in people that are Mm -hmm. in, in prison? Yeah. So the organization has been around for about eight years now. I'm still in training to be a guide to go into the prisons. And um, that was supposed to happen last year, but with COVID, it all got postponed. But there are programs that are running up and running in Minnesota and in Northern California. And there's been phenomenal change in the people that are 
taking the program inside and then working with it while they're incarcerated and then coming out. So the Enneagram Prison Project not only teaches a whole curriculum in the prison, but they'll teach the curriculum and keep it going when people are released. So that's where I'm involved right now. I coach a man who's was released from prison after 23 years of being incarcerated. And we have a whole crew of coaches who work with these ambassadors who have come out. We work with their families or their loved ones. And that's where I'm involved right now. And we're seeing just phenomenal changes. I mean, they have turned their whole lives around in great part because of this system. I find it, you know, surprising. I mean, the prison system gets a lot of, you know, flack for, you know, the privatized system. And then there's, are you in state prisons? I'm imagining you're not in the privatized state and federal prison. Like the, the program started with San Quentin. So that's where the biggest programming is going on. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. And you, so around when you found the Enneagram yourself around 2006, you've gone through some pretty big life trials yourself. You've had eating disorder and divorce, which is trauma for anybody and raised two beautiful sons though. And you've come out on the other side, you stopped drinking. How was the timing with the Enneagram coming in and, and how, how did your work support you through these traumas? I found the Enneagram or I was introduced to the Enneagram more appropriately um, in 2006 when I was fresh off or fresh on the heels of my second divorce. And I was a mess, you know, just a, I had, I had just given myself away completely to this man who was pretty abusive and I was lost. Uh, and the psychologist who I was working with, a spiritual teacher introduced me to the Enneagram and I got involved uh, with that and with a group who all study it, and I've been working with it ever since. And there's a lot of other things. He introduced me to meditation, to working with, you know, just techniques to quiet the mind with all that. We all have an inner critic, right? That voice that yammers all the time. And just learning techniques to quiet that. But in my opinion, the Enneagram was the single most transformational tool I've ever used. And Mm -hmm. I've seen it transform countless people. And but for me personally, it it not only helped me in all of my relationships, like I I credit the Enneagram with having a relationship with my family. I mean we were we were very distant from each other and um, now we're very close. And I am, you know, I found a an amazing relationship with myself and through that everything else fell into place. You know, I'm a better mother. I'm a better partner. I'm a better coach, friend, you name it. It's, it has transformed every aspect of my life. That's incredible. That's incredible. Well, we talk about writing on the show and uh, I know that you have not written a book on your life mm-hmm. or this subject. Any interest in doing that? Tell me about you as a writer. What's your relationship? Are you an aspiring author burning to write a book? We would love to help you at A Story Inside. Head over to astoryinside.com, that's A-S-T-O-R-Y, inside.com, where you can receive surefire tips, my weekly newsletter, and an opportunity to speak with me about going from desire to yes with that book. Time is of the essence, people. And now back to our great guest. I've always found writing to be very uh, healing and cathartic uh, for me, and 
Um, so that's uh, something I'm very interested in. Um, I write for a living, you know, my, um, uh, the work I've done as an expert witness requires me to write medical legal reports. And so I, I've always been a writer, but that's not the kind of writing I really want to do. Yeah. So What's I'm the kind of writing? Into- <laughs> what do you want to do? What tell me about the kind of writing you want to do? You know, I've had this inspiration or aspiration to write a book about my own story, particularly how I really woke up using the Enneagram and using these other tools and finding myself, you Mm -hmm. know, journey back to my own heart, back to my own essence and what it took and that the journey is just, I'm really such a beginner still, you know, there's so much work to do. There's always, there's always something to work on. And, but really what helped me along the way, what I, you know, the, the people who inspired me the people who mentored me and protected me and had my back. I mean, all of those things, I don't know, that all means so much to me. I want to write about it. So if somebody wanted to get involved in doing an Enneagram or was interested in becoming an Enneagram coach or just got involved, what would they do? Well, if someone wanted to learn more about the Enneagram or um, not just learn, but use it as a tool in their own personal or professional development, they can certainly get in touch with me or another Enneagram coach that's doing this kind of work. There's um, a lot of people who are doing this in the community. Um, it's For me, it is the foundation of all of the coaching I do. I mean, I, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I... I have other techniques in my toolbox, but if somebody calls me and says, yeah, I I want to be the best leader I can be, but I'm not so interested in the Enneagram. (laughs) They're not the kind of client that I would choose to work with. So that's, it's a, it's so important to me. It's a foundation of all my coaching. Um, so that would be one way is to find someone who, who can work with you to really understand yourself deeply. There's a lot of Enneagrams really hot right now. You know, I think you probably oh. know that we talked we're, about. That. No, we're hot. We're, we're, we're relevant. This is amazing because yeah. I have to tell you yeah. that when I met you in our group, our women's group that meets and you said you were, you did the Enneagram. I'm very transparent. So I'm just going to tell you, I was like, Oh God, here we go. Right. And I'm totally spiritual and woo woo. Totally. Mm-hmm. And so the reason why I wanted to do the podcast was if I had that moment of like, uh, what is this? Think about all the people that are really not open yet to having this yeah. kind of spiritual development. And I can say after doing the session with you, cause I was like, I'm checking this out. Like, I don't know about this. And after I did it, I was like, wow, this yeah. is amazing. That's why I wanted to have you on the show so that more people could have access to this incredible tool. Cause yeah. we need tools. We need tools. We need tools and, and we need to use them appropriately though. There's, there's some misuse of it, like, like Mm. there are with growth tools. And it's, you know, the Enneagram was, was initially, um, taught only to people who had already done a lot of personal growth and reflection and have the capacity for self observation. When it's not used in that way, it can be a pretty superficial tool. It's, and it's not meant to be used to just say, oh, well, I'm a type six, so therefore these are my behaviors. It's about transformation. It's about Got using it. it to shift those patterns. And that takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of work and the willingness to really look inside honestly and deeply and be like, okay, here's what's going on and here's what I'm willing to do to shift this pattern. 
that's what it takes to work with the system. That's amazing. Well, I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing all your knowledge on this. And it's, I think it's an incredible tool. And I'm glad that I had the opportunity to do a session with you. And I'll definitely put your information down for anybody that wants to get in touch with you. Thank you so Thank much you. for coming. Thank you. I really appreciate being here. You've been listening to You Should Write a Book About That. If you enjoyed our episode, tell a friend to listen, subscribe or review on iTunes, Stitcher, CastBox, Spotify, and Pandora, or wherever you listen to podcasts.